What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, and we have a very, very special guest host today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, but before I introduce our guest host, I thought I should introduce you to Kind of Funny's newest show. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought maybe we should play the intro for Kind of Funny's Xbox podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me for the first time in an official Kind of Funny capacity, it is one of the hosts of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, Snowbike Mike. Greg Miller, best friends, good morning. And today is a great day. It's Wednesday, Greg. I'm pumped up, my friend. <laughs> As you should be, Snow Bicycle Michael. How are you, sir? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, Greg Miller. Yep. You know, I couldn't sleep. It was like the first day of school all over again, the anticipation, the nerves, the anxiety, and just the pure excitement. I'm really happy to finally announce this with yourself, the kind of funny team, and of course, some special guests as well. But this is a big deal to me, Greg. It's a big deal to the best friend community. And this is the next generation of kind of funny. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing about it, Snowbike, is that this is a big deal for us as well. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, probably because you're a kind of funny fan, you're showing up for this announcement. Maybe you're driving your car later on. You weren't here live. Uh, back in January, of course, we did our annual round of fundraising, talking about the future of kind of funny. And we said, hey, uh, we have all these different thermometer tiers. Let's get something going. And over on Kind of Funny Games Daily on a regular old Widow Wednesday, Gary Widow was like, you guys need an Xbox podcast. I'm like, well, yeah, no, Gary, we we know we need an Xbox podcast. We've known that for a while. We're, we're a team of nine. We just need the right people. And Gary immediately was like, well, I think I'm the right person. And I think Snowbike Mike's the right person. Why don't you just let us do it? And so, of course, uh, that was sometime in like, I think, November, December. And then in January, we put it on the thermometer that we would do a pilot episode of a kind of funny Xbox podcast. But Ladies and gentlemen, as Snowbike Mike just said, it's the next generation of kind of funny. And really, uh, you know, Tim and I were talking last night because Tim put a lot of work, obviously, an amazing graphic there, an amazing song that, uh, you know, a bunch of best friends, uh, people we've paid, of course, worked on and did stuff for. But Tim and I were talking last night and it's amazing and weird and totally bizarre to be here right now talking about this show five years after we had this rough schedule of we wanted kind of funny content to be and you know 2014 when we were getting ready to leave and planning what a, a, a content schedule could look like to have an xbox show on there that way uh here we are five years later and you know we said we'd do a pilot episode but of course that's never good enough for us so some interesting things are happening with the uh, kind of funny x cast if you're listening and you're, you don't worry about pulling over and writing this all down, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash Xbox to get the full rundown. There's a video up on YouTube. Don't go if you're live because there's still announcements to come. Uh, we started talking about this show and what it should be and what you know Mike brings to the table, what Gary brings to the table. And early on, the idea of a third co-host came up of, you know, we don't need to limit it to just Gary and Mike. Obviously, Gary is so busy. Mike, you are too. This is another thing too, of course, it's worth pointing out at the top. We're not hiring you full time yet. Wink, maybe. I don't know who cares. It's coronavirus. But like you're coming in to do this show for us, right? You're a contractor. You're a part timer. You're officially working with Kind of Funny, but this is how it's going. And so when we had this idea of like, well, how do we expand the workload and make it a different show? Because it doesn't need to be the normal thing. It doesn't need to be PSI Love You. 
a name we kept coming back to, ladies and gentlemen, for a third host. We we're like, well, there's no way we can get her. But like, we like it. But like, there's no way we could get her. And then we reached out. And we're happy to announce that also joining the Kind of Funny X-Cast alongside Snowbike Mike, Gary Witta, is Alana Pierce. Uh, Alana Pierce will officially be a co-host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast for us each and every week over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games for six weeks. So again, what we promised in the thermometer was a pilot episode of a Kind of Funny Xbox podcast. Because of course, there's a million different things to go into a show. Obviously, we already knew that, you know, because Gary had to pop up and say something. Gary and Mike are in it. They're part-timers. How does that all work out? We don't want another debatable situation. All right. I don't need another debatable on my hands where, you know, Mike and Gary quit and go do something. And here I am trying to host a gosh darn Xbox podcast. But one pilot episode isn't enough. So the idea is that we're doing a pilot program, capital PP, as I call it. You know what I mean? (laughs) What we're doing is six pilot episodes of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. They will record on Fridays. They will post on Saturdays, 6 a.m., youtube.com slash Games. Podcast service is around the globe. Uh, obviously, right now, those things are being fired off. So if you're checking Spotify, if you're checking iTunes, I know it's up on SoundCloud, but they, all that has to populate. So hopefully by Saturday, cross your fingers, everything's there where it needs to be. Uh, by the way, Saturday's the first episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Uh, The idea, though, is we're doing six episodes, and we need your help on that because it's different than what we normally do. Obviously, you know, usually it's, hey, you go to Patreon, get it ad-free, get the post-show, do all this stuff. Because it's a pilot program and it's the first time we've ever done something like that, we're not doing post-shows for it. We're not doing an ad-free version of it. We're not doing an ad-free version of it because, actually, this is one of the big problems with the show. We're not problems, but speed bumps for the show is that. There are no sponsors. You need to get a show going before you can get it sponsored. I don't know if you've noticed, on top of all that, there's a global pandemic that's kind of slowing down things. So what's been interesting from January to now, July, in the world of podcasting and making content is things have changed a bit, right? Where we were like, oh, we'll pilot the show, and if it's a hit, we make it in, put in the thing. The thing about it right now is that it's just costing us money and not making us money. And of course... Kind of funny, none of us are in this to get rich, but we are in this to take care of everybody and our employees and our part-timers and everything else. So our idea here was to commit to six weeks, see if we can get it an audience, see if we can get it some traction, see if we can make it into a viable product that we all know it will be, right? Like I have no doubt that this show is about to be a huge juggernaut of a success. It's about to find an audience. But as when you go over to kindoffunny.com slash Xbox and read my letter about it, like, I need your help on it. And the, we didn't want to b- fragment the audience and put it, you know, different versions on Patreon. Of course, like I just said, there wouldn't be different versions, really. Put it on Patreon. Put it over here. We need all the numbers in one place so we can actually get a feel for audio downloads. I actually get a v- feel for views and see what this is all about. And so, like, I mean, obviously, pie in the sky, go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, throw us a few bucks in support and say when you do it, why you're doing it. But again, that's not what I need. That's not what I'm saying. This isn't all about money either. It's more about we are a team of nine. We are a small business and we've never done something like this before where now we have a show that I just help produce and don't do anything for. And then Mike uh, uh, Howard, Snowbike Mike has to carry the entire load. Oh, I'm excited to carry the load. As yeah. some would say, pass me the rock. I'm going to show you what to do with it, Greg Miller. And of course, <laughs> like Greg just said, this is possible because each and every one of you, the best friends all around the globe that came in and supported this kind of funny team in the month of January. I've been blessed with the opportunity to stand up and carry this torch and be able to talk about something that I love, maybe something that many of you love, and that is Xbox. 
And this kind of funny studio deserves a little splash of green. And I plan on bringing the paintbrush, bringing the can, and having some fun, especially with my two incredible co-hosts. You guys know that I'm energetic, that I'm hyped, that I'm enthusiastic about the Xbox ecosystem, about video games. But man, oh man, when you take a look at the two people beside me, when you take a look at the team and the community behind me, you're going to have a great time. Alana Pierce is so insightful, so smart, so much fun. And Gary Witta, well, he's just Gary Witta, Greg Miller. <laughs> what else can you say? Gary Witta is Gary Witta. That's, that's well put, Snowbike Mike. Uh, on top of this, uh, it's worth pointing out there's a few different other wrinkles to, for our Xbox content here. Uh, so, yes, uh, as I said, the Kind of Funny Xcast premieres Saturday the 18th, 6 a.m., youtube.com slash Games podcast services around the globe. Of course, I believe, and this is your show, so you tell me, Mike, I believe the topic of conversation will be what the heck's happening on the 23rd, Thursday the 23rd, right? The big Xbox event, correct? That is correct, Greg Miller. I mean, nothing gets you more excited. And great way to kick off the podcast. And with a huge prediction show, some are saying this could be the biggest Xbox presentation that we may ever see in our generation, in our lifetime. So why not come out swinging and say, hey, let's talk about what we expect to see, what we want to see as Xbox fans. And of course, when you're with me, when you're with the Kind of Funny crew, there'll be plenty of Gatorade get hype moments <laughs> that we want to see from the Xbox Game Showcase. So that's Saturday the 18th, that episode posts. And then on the 23rd, of course, we will be doing live reactions, twitch.tv slash games later on youtube.com slash games. of course. Uh, what that's going to be, though, is your normal reaction crew, me, Tim, Nick, or no, no, me, Tim, uh, Blessing, Andy, and Snowbike Mike, of course, the X-Cast host will be joining us to react alongside of us. Uh, then Games Daily will immediately follow and just be the post show for that, recapping what we saw there. Then that afternoon, ladies and gentlemen unless god steps in once again to stop us we will finally kick off my first ever playthrough of halo combat evolved twitch.tv slash kind of funny games it'll be me uh tim playing andy hosting alongside of us keeping the ball rolling talking to the chat and stuff like that that's 2 p.m thursday the 23rd so one giant xbox day on a, a, a kind of funny for you there and then of course the next day you guys do the next episode two of the x cast it'll go up on saturday the 25th talking about everything that just happened you know what, Greg? I said, let's put a little green in the studio. Heck, let's just dump over the paint can. Okay, we're bringing a lot of green this week. A lot of Xbox content. A lot of fun to be had here. And Greg Miller finally joined in Master Chief Spartan 117 to have a journey of a lifetime. I cannot wait to watch this with you, Tim and Andy. It's going to be a blast, man. And, you know, I can't tell you how proud of you i am mike uh obviously you've been a kind of funny best friend forever you've been a, a fan forever and you know over the past few years right i mean since really kind of funny got going and we were doing the i met you at TwitchCon, right that one year like to see how you've grown how much better you've gotten at hosting to see you come into your own and have your own you know of course twitch.tv slash snowbike mike and have your own audience and see the pugs in chat right now and see everything like you're on another level. And so I'm sorry it's taken us this long to find a vehicle for you to come on and be an official part of Kind of Funny. But I'm so, so goddamn glad you're here. Thanks, Greg. You make me blush. You make me smile. You make me want to cry. And gosh darn it, do you get me hype? And it is true. I am a Kind of Funny best friend. I'm a community member that has loved Kind of Funny content, that has always dreamed and aspired to be part of the team. And of course, when you look at that picture, you say, what can I bring to the table? And I love Xbox and I want bring a great xbox show to all the best friends and i know that they will not only support me but they will continue to support one another and of course you and the team 
kind of kind of funny. So I'm blessed to have you and the whole team behind me. I'm blessed to have them. It's been a long journey. It's been a yeah. lot of growth, a lot of sacrifice, and it's been a lot of fun, Greg. That's what I will always preach is fun, positivity, and good times with your friends. And I think you're going to see that through the Xbox podcast. You've seen that since my growth. It's funny. You bring that up, Greg, right? I met you guys at the first ever TwitchCon in yeah. 2015, right after you began, kind of funny, leaving IGN. I dreamed and inspired to be you guys and to learn from all of you. In 2017, I made what could be down as the worst YouTube video ever, pleading <laughs> to be part of the kind of funny Greg Miller Industries crew. And somehow I got that opportunity. Didn't know anything about PlayStation. You know, shout out to Mikey Double D, Doherty, and A-Rock for doing, taking all the PlayStation names for you putting me on Nick's just to add friends onto his thing. I think I got easy on that one. But of course, you've seen a lot of growth. I've got blessed with a lot of opportunities to be a part of your team on multiple occasions. And I continue to grow. And a lot of the best friends come over and help me over on my own personal channel on twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike. And you've seen a lot of avenues. We play games together with a heavy emphasis on multiplayer games because I love playing with best friends. You've seen me shoutcast multiple events. You've seen me over with Kind of Funny doing the PAX West second ever invitational. You've seen yep. me with the Golden State Warriors, the Philadelphia 76ers, and so many esports teams that I love and cherish. But when it all comes back, it all started with Xbox for me. And that's where my home is. That's where I play on. That's what I believe in. And I cannot wait to spread the word and, of course, the power of your dreams this generation. I can't wait. Thank you so much for doing this with us, uh, Snowbike. Of course, thank you, Alana Pierce. And, of course, fuck you, Gary Witta, who just wandered into chat. And his first thing, he said, how much have they talked about me? God damn it, fuck Gary. You. <laughs> and we talked a lot about you. Go make an Animal Crossing show. Oh, my goodness. I do miss I'm excited him, to watch the show. And, listen, I, I was looking through, you know, obviously, we've been uh, promoting uh, something's coming. And, obviously, a lot of you put it together. <laughs> like, well, in January, he said there'll be an Xbox show. So, uh, I've been looking at all the reactions. And there's been so many uh, kind of funny best friends in there saying, you know, it, I can't, this really speaks to me i can't wait for this i i listen to ps i love you but i don't play playstation and it's funny to see that and think oh man that's going to be me with this show where like don't get me wrong i'll play xbox exclusives but like i i'm not in that ecosystem like i am playstation so to actually hear you guys talk about it week in week out for at least six weeks i'm pretty stoked thank you greg i cannot wait to bring it to you it's gonna be a lot of fun X is going to give it to us. Remember the kind of funny X cast kicks off 6 a.m. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games this Saturday podcast services around the globe. Remember, it is slowly rolling out, so you'll have to find it there. Remember, be part of the show. If everything's gone right, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now. Look at the participation thread for July, and there should be the X cast link there. You guys have put some interesting stuff on there looking for uh, what design lab, uh, I, the best, prettiest controllers, achievement memories. You have a whole bunch of interesting things on there. Yeah, Greg, we really want to make it tailored to Xbox, similar to PS I Love You XOXO. And, you know, like I said, I'll be driving this with Gary and Alana. I have the team support behind me with Kind of Funny. I mean, Greg Miller, Tim Geddes, the whole crew are just a wealth of knowledge. But I want to put my thumbprint on this. I want to bring some fun. I want to bring some really Xbox-centric things. So we're going to be talking about services. We're going to be talking about power. We're going to be talking about games. But most of all, we want to talk about the community. And I think where that starts at is sharing achievements, sharing stories. And of course, one of the coolest parts, sharing your design lab controllers. Like Greg just mentioned, we want to kick this off and we want to showcase you and your awesome creativity, your uniqueness here on planet Earth. And what better way to show off something that you love, that you designed with Xbox Design Lab. So show me those controllers, send me those stories. Maybe somebody bought it for you. Maybe you bought it for somebody, but show me 
the layout. Show me the colors. Show me how cool it can be. Because man, oh man, at Xbox Design Lab allows for so much creativity over here on this ecosystem that we want to highlight it. Well, I'm stoked to see it kick off on Saturday. But right now, get that Xbox out of my mouth. We got to talk about PlayStation making more PS5s, Paper Mario reviews being in, and new Marvel's Avengers news because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can give us your questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad-free. You can watch it with the post-show we do each and every weekday on patreon.com slash kind of funny games however if you have no bucks to toss our way no big deal you can watch us record the show live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games rooster teeth and listening on podcast services around the globe uh some housekeeping for you everything i just said of course uh don't forget saturday xcast debuts we're super excited uh there's a promotional you know like teaser video up if you want to rewatch. if you're a if you're a listener you want to go watch the awesome animation we have you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games it's on twitter please as i say in the post on again uh, kind of funny.com slash xbox explaining all this in a less i'm trying to get it all into uh words and then go do a show uh I put the thing you can do with us right now is share this show, share the fact that it's happening, subscribe, tell your friends, post on your message boards. If you're in the Xbox community, talk about it, do stuff like that. And of course be part of it. Like I said, um, PS, I love you. XOXO is live right now. It's answering all your follow-up questions to the ghost of Tsushima reviews. That's live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe. Uh, kind of funny.com slash store has a bunch of great shit on it. That's what we wrote. <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah. You can get this. Look at this shirt. My snowbike Mike's wearing. I want you to know snowbike. Desperately looked for my Snowbike Mike shirt today. I think it might be there. <laughs> Couldn't find it. I was, I was like, we'll nah, this is new ones. Perfect. No, I'll buy it. Don't do that. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, aka Momo and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by the kind of funny X cast, but I'll tell you even more about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. I've added another rope report. A baker's dozen. Turns out PlayStation is making even more PS5s than they originally thought. This is Takashi Mochizuki at Bloomberg. Sony Corp is roughly doubling its PlayStation 5 production to 10 million units this year as it sees the prolonged effects of COVID-19 of the COVID-19 pandemic boosting demand for gaming, according to people familiar with its plans. The electronics giant has informed assembly partners and suppliers it's radically increasing orders for its next generation console. Though logistics may yet pose a challenge to delivering all of those machines on time for the holiday shopping season, the people said, asking to remain anonymous. Sony had previously aimed to produce 5 million to 6 million PS5s uh, by the end of March 2021, Bloomberg News has reported. A Sony spokesman declined to comment. Japanese business Daily Nikkei uh, earlier reported Sony's uh, planned production boost of the game machine, which is scheduled to release this fall. Concerns about a second wave of coronavirus infections may keep more people at home for longer as governments around the world closely monitor efforts to reopen their economies. Sony revisited expectations. Uh, Sony's revisited or revised expectations uh, are that this is going to be an ongoing situation that will stir demand for the PlayStation 5 console, whose official debut captivated the gaming community. 
Even with a boost to manufacturing, Sony may still be unable to put enough units on store shelves in the coming year-end holiday season due to shipping constraints, the people said. A large proportion of Sony's consoles are made in China and sent out via sea around the world. It takes months for shipments to travel from China to the U.S. and Europe via ocean lines, and Nintendo Co. earlier this year had trouble refilling stock for its popular Switch console for this reason. Sony had previously advised ship suppliers that it would require 10 million units of the DualSense controller uh, for the new PlayStation machine by March next year. Uh, production of the new controller is also being increased to match the console's new output plan. Sony began PS5 mass production in June and, under its latest plan, expects to assemble 5 million units by the end of September and another 5 million between October and December. A large portion of the latter trench or tranche uh, would turn into stock for 2021 due to the logistical delay. Sony could try to use air cargo for faster delivery, as it did in 2013 around the launch of the PlayStation 4, though airlines are running vastly reduced schedules due to COVID-19 and Sony's ability to reserve flights would be limited uh now this article mentions the nikkei article worth pointing out from there theirs was more focused on oculus actually uh just pulling from their article who was, had multiple uh, writers on it facebook's oculus the global leading provider of virtual reality headsets by market share is eyeing growth of at least 50 percent from a year ago uh, for its latest version of the head mounted vr devices pushing production to two million units sources said article goes on at length talking about same idea covid you have to stay home everybody's playing stuff and the quest has actually found an audience snowbike mike What's your read on this situation? Greg, let's start off as a gamer, right? As a gamer out there, this is exciting news. This is great to hear because the anticipation always leading up to these new console releases is, will I get one? Am I ready yeah. for the pre-order? When will the pre-order pop? What's the price? Am I even going to get one? But this is exciting news to know that, hey, somehow through all of this nightmare that has been 2020, the people over at Sony have figured out a way to ensure that there will be more consoles made. Now, as a human being, Greg, I like hearing that, right? But most of all, what I do want to stress is I hope, and if this is actually happening with Sony, which it is, that means they have found a great way to ensure that the workers, all the manufacturing, mm -hmm. all of everybody that's involved touching this PlayStation 5 to your door is ensuring that they are safe, COVID-free, and working in a safe environment. And that's what really matters to me when I hear this number pop so high after what we've seen through the through all of 2020 with COVID-19. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's, you know, something it's so easy to look to overlook. And I like to think we've been good on the shows about it. But even here, we I didn't lead into it, of course, right? That COVID and the global pandemic is the real shit. Obviously, no one should risk their life or work in unsafe conditions to make me a toy for, that I can play my toy video games and be distracted for. So, yeah, like when we get into this and start talking about this, you do start to lose, I think, the plot that, of course hundreds of thousands of people are dying and that this is a real thing we're doing in in in, in hospitals and hospital and like the covid's shaking up everyone's world you all know it. you're all living in the world um what gets interesting here is that i think as always 2020 has been completely unpredictable and it was that conversation early of well is it if when we get to the launch of these at the holiday season because i'm i'm tossing uh xbox series x in here too i'm sure you know uh, phil and the team over there are having similar conversations if playstation's having these conversations let alone oculus 
I think at the beginning, my concern was that it would actually be a chilling effect that you would see like, okay, cool. I've been out of work or I have, you know, I've had reduced hours at work since March. I'm not in the place where I want to spend $500, $600 on a brand new console. And then it seems to obviously what we've talked about over and over again on Content Come Funny Games Daily in a very granular sense, right? More, It's more a Jeffy Grub Grub piece of watching NPD have this runaway success, watching the video game industry make more and more money. It is this justification, I guess it would be the answer, I would think, is that you are at home, you can't go to the bars or concerts or take your vacations or whatever, and it is this totally, you know, exhausting, horrible thing, but I guess in the long run, depending on job situations, you're actually saving money to an extent, right? Like I'm, I, you know, Jen and I buy the movie on Amazon for, or rent the movie on Amazon for three ninety nine on what would have been an Alamo Draft House night, which meant that I, we would have spent forty bucks on tickets alone, let alone an entree, let alone going to dinner, let alone a drink, let alone gas, let alone parking. You start looking at it like that, I think it becomes easier, and I think that's what Sony must be seeing based on all these uh, numbers that people are more willing to spend the sixty dollars now, which maybe in the beginning sounded like it would be against what you'd actually think rational thinking would be, but now it is that idea of like. Well, I'm just fucking sitting here. Why wouldn't I get the new box? Why wouldn't I get the new game? Exactly, Greg. It is a very interesting push and pull, right? Of like, reality would say that maybe we're not earning enough money to buy this, but we are showing the numbers of game sales are increasing. More people are staying at home, like you said, saving their money. But the biggest one for me as well is if I didn't feel confident with my amount of money that I could spend on a console and just kind of previously spend, I like hearing this saying, hey, we're going to up production. We're going to ensure that there's more consoles in that latter half where you can go out there and get one a little bit later on. Maybe you don't need one right off the bat at launch if you're not financially ready for this, but there will be more. So we don't have that mass panic like we saw with COVID-19 recently where every camera, webcam, microphone was out of stock and you could never get one. Ring Fit Adventure was getting charged for triple the price. Now, at least as a gamer myself, uh, in living in a COVID world, I can take a deep breath and say, okay, Mike, if you're not ready to buy this on day one, there should be more consoles down the road and they will have a better pipeline for you to be able to buy this game later on. And like I stress again, it's all about Sony, the teams that are working to create this, ensuring that those workplaces are safe. And if we know that, Greg, and if we feel confident about that, I'm happy to hear this news. I'm all about that. As people slowly get back into work, it's a day-by-day thing. We're learning, we're growing, ensuring that safe practices are met. But if Sony can sell me, Snowbike Mike, on saying, hey, these people in these factories are safe, and we're going to make sure we have a console for you at launch and past that, I'm happy as can be with this news. Yeah. And I wonder, too, how much... Obviously, this just happened this week, right? But Monday, that rumor got started. PlayStation 5 is getting a release date and a price today. And you saw... Twitter run away, just run. People went crazy and refreshing and doing these things to the point that you wonder how much demand there is going to be on day one when, and I don't mean day one of launch. I mean, day one of we can actually pre-order the Amazon links are up. The Walmart links are up. You can go get this. And what is there a way to meet that demand? Cause I think we as a gaming audience and you know, the enthusiasts and the hardcore gamers, uh, we all hang out with each other. So we amp each other up and we rile each other up. But what does that look like? Is there enough of us to actually buy out of these first runs of PlayStation 5s of Xbox Series Xs to the point that there is a shortage in the way there was with Switch or Wii? You know what I mean? Like, how does that actually look this time around? I'm very fascinated to see. 
Definitely, Greg. And nothing's worse than locking in that pre-order, but then all of a sudden receiving an email saying they sold too many and you're not getting one. The release you date know, starts, slips, starts exactly. slipping. Exactly. I had a great moment when I bought my first ever Xbox 360. And if you remember, Xbox 360 came out with two different versions. There was the 360 with the hard drive, and then there was an arcade model. And I will never forget waiting in line all night long in Circuit City to get that full version. And then the cashier hand me the arcade version without the hard drive or memory card saying this is all they had left. And that was one of the most heartbreaking moments. So yes, when you saw that go around Twitter, people got really amped up. They got nervous. They started counting all of their money and going, am I ready for this? But at least it says to you, hey, we're going to have consoles. This is our best move to ensure we have as many as possible for all of you to be happy. And especially in COVID-19, right? You just talked about it. We've been sitting at home for a long time. We are amped up about the next generation we are pumped up about playing games and spending time together as a family and as friends and this is the moment right here and you know you want one real bad so for sony to say hey we're doing our best i'm happy with that number two on the roper report paper mario v origami king reviews are up uh as of 8 55 a.m pacific time the metacritic was at an 81 Let's read some reviews over at GamesBeat. Uh, Jeffy Grub Grub gave it an 8.5. Um, but what I actually want you to take away is that this game works despite itself. You shouldn't miss out on the characters, writing, and world because a small fraction of the experience doesn't work. By the end, I had largely forgotten about standard combat. I think this is the rare game that improves as you continue playing and that culminates in a thrilling finale that comes as a huge payoff for the story. So don't sit this one out. Pick it up play through it, complain about it with me, but then stick around for all of its joys. Over at uh, GameSpot, they gave, or Serial C- Vasquez, a uh, friend of the show, gave it an eight. With a newfound combat system that steals the show and offers a novel take on turn-based combat, it's winking, nodding, and adventuring shine all the brighter. Uh, its world and characters might not be the series' best, but it's still able to consistently throw left turns, good gags, and smart surprises at you. Each piece of the Origami King elegantly fits into its hole, uh, taking its irreverent flair to new heights. The Paper Mario series has recently shown that being clever and being smart are two different things, but thankfully, it's once again managed to be both. And then at IGN, Camp Shea gave it a 7. The Origami King is a truly likable game despite its shallowness of its new spin on gameplay. Its characters are winsome, uh, its visual design is gorgeous, its world is fun to explore, and its storytelling is outside the box and playful. At the same time, however, it could be so much more. Combat is largely unfulfilling, and your journey as a whole lacks meaningful choices. For a series with RPG roots, that's a real shame. Snow White, did you have hype for Paper Mario Origami King? Uh, Greg, I had no hype. This was off the hype radar completely. But I will say, did Jeffy Grub Grub just get me hyped up on Paper Mario? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That's what he's good at doing. That Jeffy Grub Grub over there getting people hyped left and right. Yeah, I, I've talked about it, I know, a lot. So, I won't, you know, I played that Wii Paper Mario back in the day and really loved it because there was nothing else to play. And then kind of that was my only interaction with the series. So hearing these reviews, it I was like, I'm interested because I enjoyed it that one time. But I think right now it's not a game that I'm in the mood for. It doesn't sound like, you know, this kind of com- the combat that's like a bit repetitive, characters that aren't that great. But like it is cute and it is this. It sounds like a game I would start up and not get that far in. And I think I might just wait until I'm actually getting ready for a big trip maybe or something, have that switch and I'm ready to go somewhere. Yeah, Greg, it's interesting you bring that up because for me, right, this doesn't speak to me as like when I'm here at home with all the consoles turned on, this isn't what I want to play, right? But 
Nintendo Switch has done an incredible thing for me, not being a huge Nintendo guy. I've only owned the N64 from way back in the day. So a lot of these franchises are still new to me. I don't have much affiliation with them. But the Nintendo Switch has done something incredible for me as a gamer that has allowed me to play these games on the go or at home. And I can say Zelda Breath of the Wild with Link's Awakening as well, Mario Odyssey, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Animal Crossing. These are all games that are normally never on my radar, never games that I would touch or buy. But thanks to the Switch, thanks to the portability, thanks to what this offers, like I have now played these games. I'm interested in these games. And when you bring on one of the big franchises like Mario and Jeffy Grub Grub somehow hyping me up, I'm thinking to myself, could this be a great plane ride game? Is right, Greg. And I think that's where you get it, right? You buy that, you put it in your back pocket. And when the time happens, we're going to play it. But at home right now to spend $60 on it, not my thing. Do you want to know the fucked up thing I did last night, Snowbike Mike? Greg Miller, I love knowing about all the fucked up shit you're doing. So I got Ghost of Tsushima done, right? Platinum, great. Reviews up. P.S. I love you's up. So it's you're at that. We've all been there. You've conquered the latest mountain. Now you start looking for your next adventure. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm at the peak. I'm looking around. I'm like, what? what's the next thing I'm going to climb? And I got reminded of when we were playing or watching Star Trek in review. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, space. And, what, you know, what, and like there was a game that cropped up that I was like, should I go back to that? And I had done, I had tried it with No Man's Sky and I was like, ah, oh, this isn't exactly, I don't want to do the base building. That's not what I'm looking for. Last night, Snow Mike, Mike, I downloaded Mass Effect Andromeda. I like it, Greg Miller. I'm not mad at that at all. Okay. okay. I didn't know, and I didn't know where popular opinion was. Download? Did you turn it on? What'd you think? I didn't turn it on because of course, okay. downloaded it, got super stoked. Jen made a delicious dinner. And then it was that thing of, what do you want to watch? And we put on Silence of the Lambs. And I was like, this is a full-blown two-hour movie. There's no way. And Porty had woken me up early that morning, too. I was like, there's no way I'm finishing this and also playing games tonight. But I downloaded it. It's there on the it's on the PlayStation sitting there. And it's that thing of like, I think I'm actually going to get in. I think I'm going to go. Because I remember doing the preview events of it on PC where it didn't have the problems, like the tech problems, and enjoying myself. And so then last night, even I went and read some reviews. I was like, what? It was? So was it just technical problems? Like story's all right. It doesn't reach the highs, but it's a fun story. And I'm like, that sounds like what I want. I want the Mass Effect combat. I want to fly around and see a Krogan. I want to fuck somebody. This yeah. seems like what yeah. I'd be looking for. Sci-fi love. Awesome sci-fi battling. Cool story. Well, I'm into it. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Speaking of games I'm Wait, into, Greg, this is the other thing that I'm immediately tore. Yeah. How'd you like that uh, night vision scene in Silence of the Lamb, huh? Came I mean, out I've of nowhere, seen right? before. Well, I mean, how'd you like it, though? It was good. It didn't come out of nowhere. They teased it in the very front. He used the night vision in the very front of the movie. Oh, look. Mike, look how smart fucking Greg is. <laughs> well, I took a screenwriting class called In Review, Kevin. All right. I know how you do this stuff. Uh, number three, games I'm excited for. Marvel Avengers has some beta details and the next war table. This is Jonathan Dornbush from IGN and Podcast Beyond Beyond. Uh, since its full unveiling back at E3 2019, Crystal Dynamics has promised a beta for the upcoming Marvel's Avengers. And now, finally, we know when that beta will take place. As part of IGN's continuing IGN-first coverage of Marvel's Avengers, we can confirm the beta dates for Marvel's Avengers. August 7th, PlayStation pre-order beta access begins. August 14th, Xbox and PC pre-order beta access begins. PlayStation open beta also begins. Uh, August 21st, open beta across all platforms begins. 
Crystal Dynamics will be hosting a second War Table presentation on July 29th at 10 a.m. Pacific to detail what players can expect out of the beta. Uh, while, uh, you know, why'd I say while like that? Uh, while we'll have to wait a few weeks for full details, uh, creative director Sean S. Guy uh, did tease that the beta will include a little bit of everything. Campaign content, co-op missions, hero progression, and exploration in war zone and drop zones. The latter of which is a new kind of mission to be detailed in the War Table. Quote, we've built the beta in such a way that you can experience most things uh, that you'll be doing in the full game, as Guy says uh, in a statement accompanying announcement. Uh, that means playing a piece of the original single-player Avengers story campaign, fighting through co-op missions, experiencing hero and world progression, and exploring war zone and drop zones, a new kind of mission. Well, this is exactly what Dorn Bush wrote. We'll talk about in the upcoming war table on July 29th. Uh, this beta is meaty, but it's only a small part of the game. Snow, bike, Mike. You said it at the top of the show. You're Mr. Multiplayer over there. You're dragging schlubs like Andy Cortez through Warzone. You're carrying Gary Witte in games. This Kevin Asex is really good at every game. Uh, for you, what is the hype level for Avengers? The hype level for Avengers is actually interesting because if we rewind Greg Miller mm -hmm. and E3 2019, I was blessed to go with Kind of Funny and my team over there, all my friends, and we saw Avengers there at the demo booth and actually we walked out of it saying that looks kind of fun that looks interesting and i know at the time if we really rewind you know i don't like the term but i love the term people were dunking on it right it oh, looked yeah. like shack dunking on a small child people were beating it down <laughs> and I, I had belief that this was going to be interesting and so it's been some time we've had a war table now and i'm really excited about playing this in a multiplayer co-op fashion with my friends it actually sure. reminds me greg of the feelings I had with Anthem, right? You're going to give me a little taste, a little beta. Before Anthem truly became Anthem, that beta we got to play, everybody was pretty hyped on. Everybody enjoyed that little slice that we had to play. So I'm really excited to see what does Avengers bring to this beta and what is the co-op aspect? Because that will be a big selling point for me personally, being a big multiplayer guy. Yeah, Avengers is that weird one that we uh, we did the reaction, you know, youtube.com slash company uh, of watching it there and seeing it and everything they were saying was the right thing for me where I was like, yeah, and they went into the menus and they're clearly just destiny menus, but it's like now this is Iron Man's like poison build or gamma build or whatever. And I was like, uh huh, this is exact. Yes, this is what I, I would want out of this kind of game. And like we talked about uh, when they show the initial gameplay of the last war table before they explained it, it seemed like you're just punching. And then you went into it and saw that, okay, no, there are moves and there are specials. And this is how they were chaining it all together. And the way you can do co-op moves together of like, you know, Iron Man picking up Thor's lightning. I have no expectations for that game to be in a nine. I have no, I have no, I look and I mean, I, this isn't me talking shit about it. It's me looking at it and everything we're talking about. And I'm like, I, I, it looks like at worst, and I'm, I knock on wood, at worst, it's going to be a seven. And I'm totally down for a, I'm going to go for a week and play this Avengers game. And you're going to be online and I'm going to pop into your game and you're going to pop into mine. Or, and then, you know, maybe it's the weird one that Nick gets involved with and we're playing with him. And then Andy's streaming it. And then I try to join someone's game as Hulk and they're, they're maining Hulk. So I go get my backup <laughs> Iron Man. And I like, it's, I don't know what it is about it, but there's, I look at it and it has all the hooks. And I think what we're missing from it, and I've played it at PAX, is a long playthrough. So the beta for me is great news of, hey, 
let's get it into your hands for and what sounds like an obscene amount of time <laughs> like basically if you ha- i'm assuming for press they'll give us access on the 7th and then that's all the way through at least the 21st when it <laughs> opens for everybody like i don't think i'll play it non-stop unless ca- progress carries over or something which would be fucking dope as hell because i hate it when i do a beta or something and i have mm. to do it all over again uh but to get in there and actually feel that and see what the multiplayer is like and to see what the co-op's like that's what i, I want to do it seems like fun definitely greg this is going to be exciting stuff and like you said this looks like, I mean, sure, it might just be weekends only, but this 7th through the oh, 21st, you're right. I totally forgot that it's it a week weekend. as well. Like, this could be straight up three weeks or just three weekends, but this will give you a good opportunity, and especially with the second War Table presentation, to actually go in depth on, like, hey, this is what we're actually offering you. I would love to see a nice slice of the campaign for me to see what the single player would look like. I'm very excited to play all the different characters to see what the gameplay is actually like and what the co-op will be like. This is exciting stuff, especially for Avengers. That is, you know, people are hyped for, people are not hyped for, people are mild for. This game is definitely an odd spectrum of where you think this is going to fall. And the beta will be a great test to see where we're at. And then we'll also give Crystal Dynamics a chance to realign and say, ooh, they didn't like that. How can we maybe quickly fix this or take some extra time and fix that? Because that's what the betas are for. You brought it up and I totally missed it because I don't think this, at least the part of Dornbush's article I've read here. It, it just didn't spell it out, I guess. But yes, you're right. It is weekends. It's not full time. I apologize. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah, because here's the tweet from them. Mark your calendars our second Marvel's Avengers War Table and play as the Mirth Minus area during the beta weekends. Uh, tune in July 29th for the look. Sorry, my apologies on that, everybody. So clarification, it is weekends only, which again, I'm all about. Uh, however, Stephen Pena Jr., aka Steve Jr. 1128, writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Good morning, Greg, and mystery co hosts. Marvel's Avengers have finally announced their beta dates and the date for their upcoming war table. Do you think there's any possibility of them adding MCU related skins down the line since they seem so dedicated to the history of the characters with some of the skins they've shown off so far? Thank you and hope you have a wonderful day, Stephen Pena Jr. Are you holding out hope for MCU skins, Snowbike Mike? Steven, I'm just a simple gamer. Greg, I'm just the guy that loves Marvel and loves video games. And yeah, I am holding out hope, right? When we talk about the landscape of multiplayer games and what we see from the past, present, and future is customization. Characters being able to be unique, being you, and you showing yourself through the video game. So I am looking forward to see what they add, and I would love them to somehow tie this all together with some great unique skins that not only i can show off but others can look at and be like man that's awesome that makes me remember the cinematic universe that we love so much so yes i will hold out hope i'm not the business guy i can't tell you if it will or will not happen but in as a gamer heck yeah i think they will and i think they should because it's a great way for us the gamers to show off what we love in this game i think the marvel cinematic universe skins is a conversation that comes down to how successful this game is at launch. Because I think, I would say, if I had to make a guess, you would get them, yeah, eventually, but not until at least a year into the game. Because I think they are so dead set on trying to establish that this is not an MCU game, that this is their own Avengers. And that, you know, has been both in positive and negative, I think, in some ways. When when we've seen this and people have made fun of the costumes, like you're saying, dunking on it from the beginning... And when even us playing or watching the war table stuff, there's been these conversations that I keep going back to. I'm like, they're trying to give you to start, I think, boilerplate Avengers. 
which is hard to do with the story they're doing of like, you know, five years or whatever has passed and Cap's dead and all this crap. Spoilers for the war tables if you haven't watched them. But like, you know, the Avengers go to shit in the very beginning of that game, right? A day goes bad and stuff. The carrier gets blown up or whatever. And so they're all framed and Kamala believes them. So I think you need to start with, hey, I recognize that as Iron Man. I recognize that as Cap, but I also understand that that is not Robert Downey Jr. and that is not Chris Evans. And so I think you have to get away from launch before you ever get anything remotely tied to this mcu so the game comes out as a rousing success people get it we're all into it and we're like holy fuck it is a nine it is great it's got this thing that's when i think you can start popping off and getting crazy with it if not i think it is stuff you tie way more to the comics as they've shown right with the stuff the skins they have already put out there it'll be interesting greg i mean for the campaign and stuff i would like to keep that true for the multiplayer side i want them to run wild i want them to go crazy with all sorts of unique character skins. Oh, totally, so yeah. It will be interesting to see the timeline, like you said, right? I'm mainly focusing on the multiplayer, so we'll leave the single player to what they want to show their, you know, vision for this. But on the multiplayer side, I want to see them launch with maybe, you know, one to five skins that are all unique and different. Personally, go crazy with it. Let's go yeah. wild when you launch into a multiplayer co-op version of this. I think that will be unique and different. Let's see what happens. See what I'm, they've talked about it before too, that, the you know, uh, uh, for how they're doing it is, uh, you know, for real, like when you start, like if I went to join you, Mike, and you were playing as Iron Man and I wanted to be Iron Man, I couldn't be Iron Man. Like you have to have for the stories content they're doing. I'm excited that again, if this game has legs and gets far out for maybe mid year, year two or whatever, but when they are finally like, we've come up with the multiverse events, right? Where it is like, here's this story we're giving you and this is what's happening. And it is that everybody can finally start playing as different. Every, you can have a team of just Hulks running around and we have a story beat for why, but I'm getting too far down right now. They need to launch yeah. this game and make it a success before they worry about what the fuck's happening in year two. Greg, I love your optimism, but sometimes we have the first 90 days to maybe six months to really make an impact here. So I, I might have a little bit different timeline than you. Like, five-year anniversary, them, Mike. Here's what I want. <laughs> I need them to make a splash right away, Greg Miller. So we'll, we're a little bit different on that, but we'll see. We'll see. Right, we'll see where we get to. All right. I like to think ahead. You know what I mean? Uh, number four on the Roper Report, a video game industry harassment hotline is being launched. This is Ian Walker over at Kotaku. Uh, several prominent members of the gaming community have come together to organize a new text-based hotline aimed at providing emotional support to the industry, especially those that feel isolated by abuse and harassment the games and online harassment hotline which was announced earlier today during a games for change panel and launches on october i'm sorry august 3rd uh traces his roots back to 2019 and the spread of the me too movement to gaming as with most industries sexism has long permeated through the halls of gaming conventions and development studios leaving many victims afraid to speak out against their more powerful abusers the explosion of credible accusations proves that something substantial needs to be done to correct these issues and make the industry more hospitable for folks who aren't straight white cis dudes quote one factor that has enabled abusers to get away with such behavior is that for far too long, the targets of their abuse have often felt isolated, as if they had nowhere to turn, the hotline's website reads. We started the Games and Online Harassment Hotline to ensure that anyone who experiences such abuse can reach out to us to get whatever support they might need, whether it's just someone to talk to about what they're going through or referrals to other resources uh, to help them perfect them protect themselves or take legal action. Executive Director Anita Sarkeesian, the founder and face of pop culture criticism outfit Feminist Frequency, is perhaps the most recognizable person behind the games and online harassment hotline. 
But the organization is also supported by uh, a motion technology CEO, uh, Christopher Vugaden Lee, uh, Take This Executive Director, Eve Shervaske, uh, and University of Illinois at Chicago Assistant Professor uh, Kashana Gray. The hotline is prepared to help everyone in the video game industry from the developers working hard to make the games we love to the streamers and competitors that entertain us, not to mention players in general. Quote, the games and online harassment hotline is a resource that's here to provide support to anyone who might need it. The website continues. Most importantly, it's here for you. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Despite all the excitement of the coming next, or I'm sorry, the coming new console generation, it feels like the game industry is pretty is a pretty fraught place these days. Abuse, crunch conditions, and general malaise due to the state of the world can be overwhelming. The games and online harassment hotline might not fix every problem overnight, but it's always amazing to see people come together to help those in need. I wholeheartedly agree, Ian Walker at Kotaku. Greg Miller, this is beautiful. And I want yeah. to take a quick moment to take a deep breath I know we've brought a lot of hype and fun to the show, but honestly and truly, this deserves a round of applause. This is beautiful to hear and great to see. I will always be an advocate for people standing up, fighting for what is right, doing their best to put their best foot forward and try to help others. And truly and honestly, Greg, I know people might bash me saying, well, Mike, you're just a straight white male anyways. What do you know? But I do know one thing. I've been alone since 18 years old, moved away from my family, worked every single day at a full-time job. And nothing is worse than having a rough day at work or dealing with what we've seen without the video game industry and around the globe, that people are abused and mistreated. Nothing is worse coming home and being alone to deal with your thoughts, not having someone to speak to, not having a way to outlet or find a way to protect yourself and take care of yourself. So this is what's right. This needs to be touted. People need to support this. And people need to know that you can take your time. You can deal with whatever's going on in your life however you want, but you need to know that you're not on an island. You will never be alone, and there are good people in this world that want to see you shine, that want to protect you, and that want to stand up and say, hey, X, Y, and Z, whoever's doing something wrong, we're going to address this now, and we're going to fix this for these people. So I think this is great. I think this is beautiful, and no one should ever feel alone. That's the main goal. I love it. Yeah, no, you you, nail on the head, Mike. I think, you know, for as many strides as uh, we've all made for mental health, for uh, calling out abuse and all these things, like the hardest thing ever is to reach out for help in any way, shape or form, or to think that you need help. The fact that there is an, a hotline that I assume is anonymous that you can just call into right into and just talk to someone. That's such a great first step. You know what I mean? The, the amount of times people have reached out to me about the uh, you, you're not allowed to kill yourself post I made and how that helped them through, I think speaks so loudly that there are, people who don't have resources to go to they don't have a person to turn turn to it's exactly what you're saying you come home to the empty house you're you know thousands of miles from family what do you do thousand miles from friends uh i think there's always another outlet there's always another option before doing something drastic and i think you know especially on the uh what the wave we're on right now of uh you know, sexual harassment and abuse in our industry being uh, finally outed and said that no this isn't acceptable this is such a great great resource and everybody should use it whether you're a game developer or whether you are just a gamer i mean if you need help get help exactly greg this is the first step and it's going to grow it's going to stumble but it's going to be a resource that people should and feel confident using and it's going to be great for gamers it's going to be great for developers it's going to be great for everybody involved And no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life you are, there are resources around you. And you just got to take the time to know that you can do whatever you need, but there are always resources. There are always people around you that will help 
And you just got to extend that olive branch. You got to try and reach out because people do want to help you. They want to see you succeed. Uh, let's lighten the mood just a little bit. Of course, these are serious issues. Continue to fight racism, sexism, bigots, <laughs> all that jazz. But before we transition to a dumb list uh, jingle, here's one for you. Number five, clowns. People literally dressed as clowns are protesting in Red Dead Redemption 2 online or Red Dead Online. This is Ian Harris over at PC Games N. Uh, It's been nearly seven months since Red Dead Online's Moonshiners update. While some players have grown frustrated at Red Dead Redemption 2's lack of major content since, others have decided to let off steam by dressing as clowns. It all started on the community discord of the Red Dead Online and Red Dead Fashion subreddits. Following a fashion competition last month to the theme of St. Denis, uh, or St. Denis, I think it's they call it in the game uh that went pretty well they decided to do another one this time around uh, they decided to do another this time around the topic is the traveling circus quote since we're all clowns for believing we'll get an update it's fitting that we dress up as them in game two a mod writes on discord explaining the reasoning uh ian continues in his article it's a wholesome way to turn a potentially frustrating drought of content into a bit of fun as you can imagine uh reddit and twitter have been awash with insane clown posses uh, posing for pictures and meeting up online mike as mr multiplayer mr xbox have what is what have you ever gone into Red Dead Online? Has that become a thing? I, I was we always talk about the story, I think, from our side or my side of the industry, and that when it was IGN, right? Of GTA Online came out, we all tried it day one, it was like, oh, it barely runs, and we bounced. And then months later, it was the biggest thing going, and to this day, right, has such an audience. So when Red Dead 2 was coming up, there was this conversation of like, well, Red Dead Online is going to be the exact same story, and I, I haven't heard that out of it. Is no, that Greg. fair? Greg, I totally agree. It's actually interesting because I had such mixed feelings towards Red Dead Online 2, right? And we're going to talk about that. There's good. But for me, when this was announced at first, I was more on the side of, I don't believe that this will have the legs. I don't think that this will actually be a hit, right? Because GTA Online speaks more to me, right? Mm -hmm. I like fast cars. I like the modern day, you know, quote unquote, violence with the guns. I like the game modes. I like what they've added and the legs that it's had with that community. And so I was never a Red Dead Online guy, but as we heard with Blessing about Sea of Thieves and him not being a pirate guy, there's different strokes <laughs> for different folks, right, Greg? There's yep. gonna be you and I that might like Greg or GTA Online. Sea of Thieves might have an audience. Maybe you wanna be a Western cowboy. And I think the coolest part about that, and we'll flip sides to you know what the heck is going on over here, but that is cool that you can feel like, hey, there's a community, there's a game that speaks to me. I get to live out this cowboy fantasy. We're riding around the Wild West frontier. We're having fun. We're lassoing, you know, horses, bad guys, all that jazz. I think there's some really fun to be said about that. And yeah, maybe it is disappointing that they're not adding the update that the players want. But I will say as Mr. Multiplayer Guy, how cool is it to be able to share in a moment with fellow community members, good or bad, where you look around and everybody's writing and saying, you know what, we're going to dress up like clowns today. And we're going to stand up for what we believe in. I think that's the coolest thing around. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as we talk about in in the in general the internet and gamers have a negative perception in certain lights or whatever, to Ian's point, like it's a wholesome way to turn a potentially frustrated. It is a way of like, this isn't ugly. You know, and I and granted, I am talking completely out of turn. I am not sure if the the Red Dead Online Discord actually is a place where like, fuck Rockstar, here's this person's address, and we're gonna fucking call. Like, I don't, it doesn't sound like that. And this is a goofy way of like, all right, let's roll with it. Like, we love this game so much that we're playing this game and we're gonna do this. But it's also interesting of just like, I 
didn't realize that this was an undercurrent to the community that people thought Red Dead Online wasn't getting enough content. So it's interesting. And now you know. Mike, I'm excited to see if Red Dead ever gets some content. But it's still so far away when they will. That's why when I come back from telling you about our sponsor, I'm going to have a question for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by the Kind of Funny X-Cast. If you missed the beginning of the show, ladies and gentlemen, it is happening. We have a Kind of Funny Xbox podcast. It is called the Kind of Funny X-Cast. It debuts this Saturday, 6 a.m., youtube.com slash Games podcast services around the globe. It's hosted by the one and only Snowbike Mike, Gary Witta, and Alana Pierce. That's right. The trio you can't beat. Uh, you can be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Pa- the participation posts for the month of July have XCast links so you can go in, ask questions, submit your achievement stories, submit your uh, Xbox controller design labs. Apparently, Mike, I don't know how much you've been able to look at chat during this, of course. You know what I mean? I have 15 monitors apparently over here. <laughs> it's making waves out there. Phil Spencer has retweeted it, and uh, Major Nelson has off- already volunteered to come on the show and talk some Xbox with you. So we got some things moving over there. Uh, remember, it is a six-week pilot each and every Saturday, starting this Saturday. Uh, then uh, on Thursday, the 23rd, Mike will join us for the reactions to the Xbox uh, showcase. Then that afternoon, it will be the Halo Combat Evolved uh, Let's Play begun- Begins, if God allows it. Then, of course, another episode of the XCast that next Sunday, and on and on like that. Uh, you made it happen. Thank you for your support. Consider uh, patreon.com slash games, or just like I said, watch the show, subscribe to the show, subscribe to the feeds, leave reviews, thumbs it up, subscribe to the YouTube channel, share it with your friends, put it all over the place, and let's get fucking hype. Mike, where would I go? <laughs> Greg, I would tell you and all the best friends to go seek out the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Wow, Kevin, leaving me hanging. You don't see it. You, you don't. You don't want to see it. Um, also, Kevin, heads up on PS. I love you this week. Uh, Barrett already figured out why, but he kind of sounded like he was uh, Friday in Iron Man suit when he'd talk over the microphone, and I liked it. And I would like you to be my Friday from now on. So well, if you could did, look into that too. How did he? How did he do it? Well, I'll tell you about it. It's a, it's a Barrett trick of the trade. Maybe you should He's figure it out. Uh, out today, Ooblets has finally come to early access. It's on Xbox One and PC. Uh, Res Plez is on Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. Uh, Ultra Hat Dimension is on Xbox One. Boss Get. Boss Guard is on Switch. Uh, Pandora Galaxy is on PC. Beat the Machine is on PC. Nowhere New is on PC and Mac. The Old West Savior is on PC. Dave Man is on PC and Mac. <laughs> New dates for you. Uh, ne- ne- I'm sorry. Necro Barista pours itself on a PC on July 22nd. Uh, Hex is coming to Steam on July 31st. And Paper Beast uh, comes to Steam, Viveport, and the Oculus Store July 24th deals of the day for you uh we have another xbox game pass update uh these games are all coming soon forager is coming to console and pc july 16th uh mountain blade warband is coming to console july 16th uh carry on is coming to console and pc july 23rd golf with your friends is coming to pc july 23rd grounded is coming to xbox game preview on console and pc uh july 28th nowhere profit is coming to console and pc july 30th the Tourist console and PC, July 30th, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 console and PC, July 30th. Snowbike Mike, is uh, Xbox Game Pass the best deal in gaming? Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in gaming, Greg Miller. I can't tell you enough about it, but I'll have to talk more about it on the Kind of Funny X-Cast because I cannot wait 
to tell you all about this service, why you got to get involved, and all the awesome games that you could download right now and get involved and start playing with yourself, your friends, your family, because gosh darn it, it's got it all, Greg. It does. It's very, it's very good. And it only gets more appealing each and every day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform choice, and why you need a help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Frank Furter needs help, but not in the usual sense of the word. Uh, apparently, he's on a quiz show over on Billy the Doors Twitch channel. Uh, what's up, KFBFs? Frank Furter here with another random fun squad up event. Tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, your favorite door and my son, Billy the Door, is going to host a Jeopardy-like game show where Borzin00, uh, that weird, that one weird mod, the nanobiologist, and myself compete against each other to see who knows the most about our favorite hobby. If you're interested in finding out who's the most knowledgeable of our bunch or think you can do better by answering along with us via guessing by to yourself, then stop by Billy Doors Twitch page, Billy the Doors Twitch page at 8 p.m. Eastern. If nothing else, you can put faces uh, to our names and have a couple of chuckles as we probably make fools of ourselves. That's twitch.tv slash Billy the Door, Billy with a Y, Billy the Door, 8 p.m. Eastern. Some kind of funny best friends facing off. Love it. Mike, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, that's where you can tell us what we screwed up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roostreet.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, nothing. There's a lot of editorializing, I, and, and not in bad ways, just like people talking. Nano brings this one up that he's trying to, it's more editorializing, but I think it's an interesting topic of conversation real quick. He says, Spider-Man PS4 had two MCU skins in the game, either at launch or through DLC. You are correct, of course, Nano, but I think Marvel's Spider-Man and Avengers, Marvel's Avengers are two completely different games where I think Marvel's Spider-Man didn't have that problem. Uh, I mean, that's one of the main reasons they put him in the white spider was to be like, hey, this is not a Spider-Man you know. This is a different thing. And press was so positive on that. Penetration on it was so, so I, I said severe. That's what I mean. Yeah, it had deeply penetrated mainstream everything. To, not everything, but you saw like uh, best-selling superhero game, right? Was it a third or fourth best-selling PlayStation game? PlayStation 4 game? Like, that game is in a different league than Avengers. And I think Avengers, again, coming off a rocky E3 debut, of like, we're like, what the fuck is this? What is the game? Then drumming it up, people being mad about the costumes, all these different things. I think they still need to establish, hey, we're a completely different thing. We are not that. And I don't think they're there yet to then also muddle the message and put that out at launch. Again, I think you will eventually get those costumes, but I don't think anytime soon. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. It's me and Blessing hosting the show. Friday, it's Blessing and me hosting the show with him leading. Uh, we, of course, have a post-show to do here where we're going to talk about the Uncharted movie. Uh, but before then, of course, Snowbike Mike, welcome to the family. Thank you so much, Greg Miller. Thank you to the Kind of Funny team, all of my best friends around the globe, and each and every one of you, the Kind of Funny community that has treated me so well, that has encouraged me, inspired me, and has pushed me to pursue my dreams. Thank you so much for your love and support. And like Greg said at the top of the show, me. Alana and Gary, this kind of funny crew, we need you. I want this to be the most successful kind of funny product that can be. And we're going to make it that way. We're going to bring the enthusiasm, the hype, the fun, the insights, and everything you need to know about the Xbox ecosystem. So be there, get ready for the fun, and let's power your dreams with Xbox. Because I showered <laughs> today with this, and I am pumped up right now. I leveled up my game with Xbox Bath and Body Wash. I like how you, I showered with this today. Like somebody's driving their car. They're like, what the fuck is he holding up right now? 
<laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, the kind of funny X cast premieres Saturday, 6 a.m. Pacific, youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends, shout out from the rooftops. Go respond to apparently uh, Phil Spencer's retweet, and I haven't seen it. Uh, Major Nelson saying he wants to be on the show. Encourage these people, show that there's an audience for it. Let's make this far more than six episodes. Uh, Mike, outside of that, where can people keep up with you? Of course, you can find me on all social networks at Snowbike Mike. Go check out my Instagram, which is me and my cute pug dogs. Check out my Twitter, where I just talk about video games and how hype I am for Xbox. And of course, twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike. Each and every day, seven days a week, I'm bringing the hype, the positivity, and the fun to that streaming platform. And let me tell you what, it's always a good time. It's always a fun time. And you're always welcome with me and the best friends there. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a post show to do that you can get on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. And of course, while you're there, give your XCast questions. But until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>